0: Hey there, everyone. Art Burns here. Wishing you well today. Hope you're all doing great. So I want to talk about one of the most basic tenets of mindfulness practices, one of the most amazing benefits that we get from mindfulness practices, and one that is most specifically beneficial to our relationship between a parent and a child and and the way that we uh, kind of operate as a parent, right? Now, it, it also applies to every other area of your life, but really specifically between parent and child and also between spouses. It's particularly very, very valuable. And what I'm talking about here is the ability to take ourselves from a place of reactivity to a place of response, Right. Now, let's talk about, first of all, what that means, okay? So when we react to something, right, we do something very immediately, right? We, we just, you know, boom, boom, right? We see something, we react. We, we say something, we do something, we, we take action of some sort, right? And when we do that, right, we're doing it without any kind of contemplation. We're doing it very, very quickly. We're doing it um, without consideration, right? Whereas response you know, kind of does everything that that reaction doesn't do, right? Response is something where we're kind of weighing the different options we have. We're kind of considering what we say or do, how it is going to affect, how it's gonna feel to the other person, how it's going to affect that other person. We're also considering you know, the, say, the response of the other person or the reaction of the other person. Like if I say or do this thing, how is this person likely to, to come back? And what then do I have to deal with, right? And what happens is now we have a, a sort of a framework to, to make an informed decision, right? An informed response, right? Rather than reactivity, right? And so now of course there are times where reaction is appropriate and there are times where reaction is perfectly fine. And there's never really a time where reaction is like devastating, but it, it's. I'm going to explain to you in a few minutes how how it can be kind of harmful to to you know, not only to to ourselves but also to our children and and to the relationship that we have to our children. But first of all. There are times where reaction is okay. So I don't want you to think that reaction is something we should never do, right? So like when you're driving your car and another car swerves in front of you, you know, you don't want to take a lot of time to, to, to take action to avoid that because then you'll get into an accident, right? So, so reaction is sometimes very, very helpful. Right. And, and even in times with our kids, like when, you know, if something is spilled and it's just it's it's, you know, like a big jug of glue is spilled on a carpet and it's it's going and going and going like, yeah, the quicker you get to that, the less, you know, pain and suffering, you're going <laughs> to feel later on cleaning that up. So so there are times where, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of, uh, we should never really be afraid of, of reaction, but, but there are times where reaction is perfectly appropriate, right? But here's what happens with reaction, because again, what we're not doing when we react to something, right, is we're not considering, you know, how... The, the other person is going to feel with what we do. We're not considering again what, you know, sort of chain, secondary and tertiary reactions are going to happen from this one reaction that we have, right? And so, you know, let's face it, right? A lot of times when we do react to something, right? That's or let me phrase this another way. Every time that we find ourselves looking back on something and saying, "Oh gosh, I wish I had said something different. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish, you know, how could I have been so silly and and all that, right? Every time we get into those kind of situations, I mean, it's like 100% of the time, it's because we reacted to something without considering the outcome, without considering the ripple effects that that reaction would have, right? And so, So what does that do, right? It does a couple of really, really important things, okay? So number one, on a pragmatic level, right? Again, there's always going to be, you know, another reaction coming from, especially with our children, right? And if we don't kind of, Think ahead and, and you know and kind of you know consider what might happen after we say whatever we say or do whatever we do. It can oftentimes become like that uh, the story with the the kid with the fingers in the dam that's that springing holes, right? Like you you know, you plug this hole, but then another hole springs here. You plug that one. You run out of fingers and toes to plug all the holes eventually, and, and it becomes a a situation that unravels and becomes you know more difficult than it needed to be. Um, you know like whereas you know in other words the way that we react to something can create more issues than they're solving, right? So so that's one thing, right? That's the pragmatic level of it, right? It just makes things more difficult sometimes, oftentimes. Um, And and sometimes we nail it. You know, sometimes our reaction is completely appropriate and completely perfect and fine. And sure, you know, that'll happen once in a while. It'll happen. (laughs) But really, you know, um, most of the time it doesn't. Right. And most of the time, again, it causes more, you know, practical problems than it solves. Right. Or, or at least causes more problems in the solution. Right. But maybe more importantly than that, because that's just a, a logistic thing, a hassle that you have to deal with. Right. But, but importantly, we think about what the emotion, the emotional, you know, kind of effect of our reactivity can be. Right. And so there's the emotion of our child. Right? If, we, if we say something very quickly and, and kind of, you know, again, also, let me back up a little bit, you know, reactivity is always, as I talked about yesterday, you know, there are times we're operating from fear and there's times we're operating from love, right? We're always either operating from one or the other, right? And when we're reactive, almost every single time that is operating from that place of fear, right? Which means that we're, we're stressed, we're in survival mode, right? and what happens then is that we're we're projecting that emotion onto our child when we react to something right and and what the child feels is oh that that you know that that fear you know they they become fear they they feel fear from our fear right? They, they feel alarm from our alarm. They feel, um, you know, frustration from our frustration, right? And and this, of course, doesn't feel good to them. And because they're very young, I mean, you know, the younger they are, the more difficult it is. But but children have a hard time processing these emotions because they do not have the executive functioning of their brain to, to work it out the way that we do, right? And so you know, so what happens is it becomes an even more overwhelming thing for them, right? And of course, a lot of times, and this is the same thing that happens to us as adults, you know, the emotions that they're likely to feel as a result of us saying, hey, don't do that, or hey, what do you, you know, I told you not to do that, don't, you know, when we kind of react in that way, right? The emotions that they're likely to feel are things like shame right and and when when we feel shame as a child or as an adult it's a very very powerful emotion and this emotion is specifically powerful in in keeping in creating a level of isolation for ourselves right making us feel like oh my gosh we are such a terrible person we're so much worse than everyone else in the world right and again it happens to adults so just imagine how powerful that is for your child right that feeling and that's something that you know, I don't mean to be too alarmist, but, but it's something that is really difficult for us then to kind of, you know, help them process later on. Right. So, so it's really better off, you know, avoiding that. Right. But that also happens to us. Right. Like when we're looking back, you know, an hour later and saying, oh, I can't believe I said that to my daughter. I can't believe I did that. Oh, my gosh. That's shame that we're feeling right? And we are going to, we are just as susceptible to those, you know, effects of shame as a child is, right? And so, so this is all, you know, you can see how many difficulties come from, potential difficulties come from this reactivity, right? But most importantly, right, again, when we're in, I mean, maybe not most importantly, because what I just discussed is very, very important, right? Avoiding, uh, uh, you know, or, or not causing, um, you know, emotions of shame and guilt and, and regret in, in your child is very, very, very important. And also in yourself, it's utmost importance, right? But very importantly also is the fact that when we are operating from a place of fear, right, well, we're, we're in our survival mode right we're we're in that place of like you know and, and again that's what it is like if you you know you're trying to you know like save you know a bowl of cereal that was spilled or you're or you're you know you you're you know like you get like reactive because you know your your kid's room is a mess or or you know they left socks on the floor again you know or what, something like that right that's based in a sense of fear right like you're afraid that you're not somehow getting through to them you're afraid that they're not learning you're afraid that you're not being a good parent right and so when you're when you're reacting to these things you are reacting from that place of fear and that means that you're in that survival mode right you're trying to survive this thing that's happening, right? Now, the important part of this, right, the important aspect of this survival mode is that when we're in our survival mode, there's one very important, there's many things that are going on, but there's one very important thing that we are not doing when we're in survival mode, and that is we are not learning, okay? Which means that when you're going through this thing, right, and you're reacting, you're saying, ah, oh, don't do that, or give me that thing, or, or what have you, right, you know, this is something that you're not going to have a chance to learn from, you know, the, the situation, you're not going to learn from each other, you're not going to grow through it, right, and what that means is that you're going to repeat the pattern over and over and over again, and in all likelihood, you know, this is coming from something that happened before you, right? This is some kind of intergenerational thing that's coming through, right? And what you're doing is you're creating that, you're, you're, you're you know, kind of you know, propelling that intergenerational cycle, right? Which is a cycle built on trauma right cuz again when you say don't do that you know that's trauma for your child right and so so you can see and i'm not trying to be too heavy about this but but it's true and it's even in little things right it doesn't have to be a huge thing in your child's life for your child to feel trauma over this right and again when we're when we're in that place of trauma and that place of fear and that place of survival then what we're not going to do is we're not going to learn, and we're not going to grow through what we're we're experiencing, right? Which means that that cycle is going to continue, right? So what's the opposite of all this? What do we do, you know, to not be reactive, right? We respond, right? The the uh, the great psychologist Viktor Frankl. One of his many many amazing quotes. I mean, literally, you can Google quotes by Viktor Frankl. V i k t o r F-R-A-N-K-L. Uh, he's a Holocaust survivor, psychologist, ama- like amazing mind. But he has literally, if you Google Victor Frankl quotes, you'll come up with websites with like a 100 different Victor Frankl quotes. He just had such a great way of, of articulating things, you know. And, um, and one of the quotes that he has is just something that's always stuck with me from the first time I read it um, many, many years ago. Um, and and it, it goes like this. It says, between stimulus and response right, which means between seeing our child's room being a mess or seeing them, you know, spilling cereal or whatever, between stimulus and our response, there's a space. And in that space lies our ability to choose our response. And in our response is our growth and our power. Okay, so what that means Right is that only when we're you know when we're coming at something from a place of response right, which means considering like okay, if I say this, how is my child going to feel about it? How is it going to affect her? How is it going to? What else is it going to cause to happen? And we can go through these things you know relatively quickly, but I'm going to get to a reason uh, get to in a moment why there's no hurry right. But but when we respond appropriately, now we're growing. Right? Because we're discovering from ourselves, like, oh, wow, look how I was triggered by that. And also, our children are growing by seeing, like, wow, look at dad. He didn't, he didn't yell about that. He didn't, he didn't do that thing that he usually does. That's really interesting. And now, boom, 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 boom. Now things are happening, right? And importantly, we're also, we're drawing ourselves together right? Instead of, you know, when you say, hey, don't do that, or hey, give me that thing, or hey, what did you do this for? You know, you're, you're pushing away. You're, you're creating, you know, space in between you and your child, and that's not what Viktor Frankl was talking about. That space is not serving anyone. We want to close that space, and what we want to do is we want to open the space between what we're experiencing and how we're responding to it. Okay, so how do we do this, right? How, how is this, fa- you know, facilitated, right? And, and the, the main way and the way that it kind of becomes instinctive and, and habitual is simply through the meditation practice, right? Every time we sit down and we, you know, allow ourselves to be still and, and sort of allow our thoughts to, to go by as we focus on, you know, whether we're, we're focused in on the, the, you know, the action of the mind and the thoughts themselves or we're focused on some object like our breathing, right what we're doing is we're training ourselves to create more of that space between our thoughts and our emotions and our sensations and how we process it and how we we you know pr- you know how we respond to it right and that's where the magic happens so so it's very very you know it's very very beneficial to do that daily practice right But there's also a way that you could just kind of remind yourself, right? And and here's the thing, right? Again, what we're talking about is a space in between our stimulus and our response, right? The more space we can put in there, the better off we're going to be. The more likely we're going to come up with a response that is appropriate and helpful and healthy and, and nurturing and nourishing towards our relationship with our children. Or, again, with anything else in our lives. It doesn't only apply to children and parents here. But the way we can deliberately and intentionally create that space is to simply pause. Right? To simply pause. Now, of course, again, there are situations where, you know, if something is on fire or something is, you know, like a flood is happening, if the, if the water is coming out of the bathtub and, and flooding the rest of your house, yes, that is a time sensitive thing. And those, those very few things in your life, Need to be addressed as quickly as possible, right? Socks on the floor, right? A towel, a wet towel on the bed, you know, um, you know, not uh, not putting your dishes in the sink, uh, you know, all of these kind of things that we might also be likely to react to, right? They're not time sensitive. In fact, it, it's, you know, the more time, in some of these ways, the more time we can let go by, the better off we're going to be because what we can do then is that in that time, in that pause, we can, you know, sort of regulate ourselves and, and, and process and, and kind of, you know, resolve the emotions that we're feeling about this right so let me give you an example right you go into your daughter's room and there's socks on the floor and there's a wet towel on the bed and there's you know it's it's a hot mess and you've told her a thousand times before every single thing you say okay i've said that a thousand times i've said that a thousand times i've said that a thousand times right so now if we can pause, right? Because now that the reactive way is going to be yell your daughter's name, get in here right now. How many times have I told you? Bah, 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 Right? And again, pushing her away, creating stress, creating sh- uh, shame, creating emotional turmoil, you know, feeling shame for yourself later, all this bad stuff, right? But instead, if we can pause, right? If we can sit and just allow ourselves to not react, Right now what we can do is it's not just about pausing and just like letting ourselves stew a little more, right? But instead what we can do is we can pause and we can reflect inward, right? We can explore and we can investigate. Okay, what are the thoughts that I'm having about this? Right? Like what, you know, what's going through my mind right now? Is it, am I just angry because I've said it a thousand times? Well maybe I need to say it differently right? What emotions am I feeling? Am I feeling fear right now because my daughter's going to grow up to be this messy person for the rest of her life? Or am I feeling, you know, anger? Where's that anger coming from? Is the anger coming from a sense of fear? Or is it coming from a sense of shame or guilt or embarrassment, right? Am I embarrassed that my, my, you know, parents are going to come and see her room like this and I'm going to feel shame? You know, where is it really from? And importantly also, what am I feeling in my body right now? Am I feeling like a tightness somewhere as I'm looking at all this? What happens if I just take a couple of deep breaths? What happens if I challenge these thoughts that I'm having? What happens if I consider the other side of the emotions that I'm feeling right now? What happens if I just let some of these things go and now reframe my thought around it? What happens if I just close the door and walk away for a, you know, come back in an hour? when I feel better about it and come back with my daughter and explain calmly, you know, why it is that I worry about this, you know? There's many different options that we have, that's the point, right? But those options are created by the pause, right? So again, you will automatically develop this ability to pause through doing, say, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes of of practice every day, right? You will automatically develop that pause. But you can also train yourself to pause, which is just to remind yourself that when something's happening and it's not something that's in fire or something that's flooding or somebody that's bleeding, right? <laughs> that anything outside these emergency situations, train yourself. Just tell yourself, pause. Deliberately pause. Intentionally pause. And see what happens. And see, see if you start to, to respond in ways that are more beneficial to you and your child, rather than react in ways that are more detrimental to you and your child. And so if you'd like help with this, okay, I'm here for you. I really am, okay? doesn't cost a lot of money, and it's not a lot of pain and suffering. It's something that is very, very simple. It's a beautiful practice. It's a beautiful process, and I'd be happy to talk to you about that if you'd like to learn about it, okay? So if you if you are interested in that, just get in touch with me, okay? Send me an email, uh, respond to this video. Uh, whether it's, you know, you're seeing this on uh, YouTube, then leave a comment below. If you're seeing, an, uh, if you're listening to it on a podcast, send me an email, right? I think you might be able to make a, a comment down below on a podcast too. Whatever it takes, okay? ArtBurnsCoaching.com, just go to that website. You can find my contact information there. You know, however it takes. Well, let's just get into a conversation because this stuff is really, really important. And I would love to help you because if you're like me and you are in a reactive place the way that I used to be, the damage is, is potentially pretty great. And the sooner you can get into these habits, the sooner you can develop these skills, the more beneficial it's going to be for you and for your children and for the relationship between the both of you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Wish you well. Take care.